Welcome everyone to the Grinded Podcast. Nipsey Hussle is going to bring us in just a little bit with Grinding All My Life. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got the roll of dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look. It's time to hit this rail we call life and grind it. Welcome back to the Grinded Podcast, and we're going through John chapter 6, breaking it down. And at uh, the last podcast, I left you off trying to sing uh, a song by Ace of Bass, I Saw the Sign. Uh, I won't do that. I won't put you through the excruciating pain of hearing me try to sing again. But Jesus told that crowd, he says, you saw the miraculous, but you didn't understand it. You're following me because of that fish and that bread. You loved it. It was delicious to you. And you got so much of it till you were so full. But Jesus said, instead of spending your energy seeking perishable things like food, you need to be spending energy on external, uh, eternal, not external, eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. And so at first glance, these people, this crowd, they seem interested. Listen to what they tell Jesus. They replied, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? It's a great question. It's a great question. What do we have to do? Because we want to work the works of God. That's a great question. Jesus, what do I have to do? And Jesus makes it very easy for them. And this is what Jesus tells them. This is the only work God wants from you. Now, you, I bet they're sitting on the edge of their seat. You mean I I don't have to I don't have to do a bunch of stuff? There's only one thing that God wants from me. This is the only thing that I have to do. And Jesus tells the crowd, "This is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one He has sent." It's that simple. Believe in the one that He has sent. Now, what I'm about to share with you it absolutely blows my mind. Just like that crowd had their mind blown and the disciples had their mind blown by Jesus feeding over 10,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread. This absolutely blows my mind. You know, you would think that this crowd would jump on board, that they would believe in Jesus, that they would put their trust in God and in Jesus and follow him, but that's not what they do. Listen, here's what they tell Jesus. In verse 30 and 31 of John 6, they say, now get this, listen close, this is crazy. They say, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Did you hear that? Did you hear what this crowd just said to Jesus. They asked Jesus, what can you do? Are you kidding me? You just saw Jesus feed over 10,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread, not including the miracles that he worked on his way from Jerusalem to the Sea of Tiberias or the Sea of Galilee, and you have the gall to say, show us a sign? And not only that, they said, what can you do? Are you kidding me? 
And then they try to throw Moses up in Jesus' face saying that he gave their ancestors manna from heaven to eat. He just fed you. Along with 10,000 others of your friends and family and relatives, whoever. With two fish and five loaves of bread. And you ate until you were full. There were 12 basketfuls remaining for the disciples. And you had the gall to say, what can you do? Show us a sign? I mean, where do you think that bread came from? You see, this opens my eyes to something. Because we're no different today. People still say something similar. They say the same thing that these people did. I believe in God if God shows me a sign. Show me something miraculous and I'll believe. No, you won't. No, you won't because these people had God standing right in their face. They're looking Jesus eyeball to eyeball. They see him perform miracles right before their very eyes. They're standing in front of Jesus himself and having a conversation with Jesus. And they still didn't believe. Here's the deal, friend. You're either going to listen to the voice of God speak through His Word and have faith, or you ain't. It's that simple. Just because you choose not to believe in God doesn't mean that God doesn't exist. He still exists. Jesus is still His Son. We're still filled with the Holy Spirit, those who believe in Him, and those who live for Him. And just because you choose not to believe doesn't change a thing. And here are these people, they're about to tell Jesus, no thank you. We're not interested. Are you going to do the same thing? Listen to this conversation that people have with Jesus. And now keep in mind, he's just told them, all you have to do is believe in him. Believe in me. God sent me. I'm from the Father. I'm from heaven. Just believe in me. It's that simple. And Jesus says, I'll tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you that bread from heaven. So they try to throw Moses up in his face. Moses didn't give you that bread from heaven. My father did. And now my father, he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, Verse 34, give us that bread every day. And Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me. You haven't believed in me even though you have seen me. However, those the Father has given me will come to me and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all of those he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe, that, that, there's the key, it's my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. See, these people, they all saw Jesus. They saw the miracles. 
and they wanted to believe, but they didn't believe. This is very similar com- uh, to the conversation that Jesus had with the Samaritan woman at the well, except that the conversation was over water. It was, you know, because Jesus come up to the well and says, you know, when she came up to the well, and Jesus is sitting by the well, he says, I need a drink. Will you give me a drink? So it was about the water that was in the well. And it was about the water that Jesus can offer where she would never thirst again. But this time it's about bread. Jesus burst their bubble when he tells them that Moses didn't give them that bread from heaven like they thought. But God, his father, gave them that, gave his ancestors that bread. And now the Father is offering them the true bread from heaven. And Jesus is talking about himself. They just didn't fully understand what he was talking about. Because they tell him, Sir, give us this bread every day. And that sounds so good. It sounds like they're really interested. And they say, we want to do God's work and we want this true bread from God every day. Yeah, that even sounds even better. It just sounds like Jesus has finally got their attention and they're listening. But here's the thing. They didn't mean a word of it. Listen to verse 41 and 42. John says, Then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he has said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And, and, and John tells us what the problem is. Here's the issue. Verse 42, they, they said, Isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? We know his father. We know his mama. How can he say, I came down from heaven? But see, here, here's the problem. Their, their statement is all wrong. Because Joseph isn't the father of Jesus. Yes, Mary is the mother, but Joseph is not the father. God, the father is the Father of Jesus. And the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew gives us a genealogy of Jesus. It traces down his lineage. And in Matthew chapter 1, verse 6, uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse 16, it says, this is the New King James Version, And Jacob begot Joseph, no, this is King James Version, I'm sorry. And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ, whom here in the Greek, is feminine, feminine singular, meaning that Jesus belonged to Mary and not Joseph. But they knew Joseph. They knew Mary, which means that they would also know Jesus' brothers and his sisters as well. And this guy, to them, this guy that's standing before them saying, I have come down from heaven, I am from the Father, this guy didn't fit the bill when it came to, to who they thought the Messiah would be. These people, this crowd, they had the same issues that the religious leaders had. When they pictured what the Messiah would look like, they pictured royalty, power, some rich dude, some guy who was strong, someone who would stand out in the crowd. But when they looked at Jesus, they saw an ordinary man whose mom had committed adultery, or so they thought, because she came up pregnant and wasn't married to Joseph yet. He dressed like any other person, so he didn't stand out. He didn't wear royalty clothes, royal clothes. He didn't wear 
kingly garments. No, he, he just dressed like a normal dude. He didn't stand out. He was powerful, but not in the way that they wanted because they thought that the Messiah was going to lead them out of this Roman oppression. And Jesus didn't get, to my knowledge, he didn't even get involved with politics. You know, like I said earlier, I think in the last podcast, uh, uh, Jesus did pay taxes by having some coins in a fish's mouth. That's the only thing I know of that Jesus even got involved with politics. Even though this man is doing great miracles, he just doesn't fit the bill in their minds. But even their, but even their disbelief didn't change the fact that Jesus was the Messiah. And here's the deal. No matter whether you choose to believe in Jesus or not, He is still the Messiah. He is still the Christ. He is still our Savior. And that's not going to change just because you choose not to believe. And let me tell you this, more than likely, and God can do whatever He wants to do. I don't put God in a box. He's a miracle-working God. But more than likely, He's not going to send you a sign. He's not, he's not going to let you sing Ace of Base. Because here's the deal. He's already sent His Son, and we have His Word. We have the Bible. And it's everything that we absolutely need it tells us everything we need to know about salvation. And and here's the deal. Just like all, go all the way back to Genesis 1 when God gave uh, 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 Adam and Eve a choice. When he put that tree in the middle of the garden, he said, don't eat that. Don't eat that fruit of that tree. Well, that gave them a choice. They can either eat of that, that tree, the fruit of that tree or not. And they did. And that's when their eyes were opened up to sin. We have a choice. Just because you choose not to believe in God, just because you choose not to make Jesus Christ your Savior, it doesn't change a thing. He is who He says He is. And the Bible says one day every knee will bow before Him and confess that He is Lord. But if you've never given Jesus Christ, if you've never given Him your life and made Him your personal Lord and Savior, and you die in that condition, that means you're lost and you're going to be separated from God for eternity. But even you too will bow the knee before God, before Christ, and say that He is who He says He is. And then you're going to hear the words, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Why don't you choose today to have a relationship with Jesus? Give Him control of your life, man. Give Him control of your life, lady. Just trust Him. Just take Him at His word. Don't be like this crowd who saw Him standing right before their very eyes, saw the miracles, was fed and was full, and then they said, no thanks. We don't want none of this. Let's take a break. Yeah. Welcome back to the Grounded Podcast. I was just thinking during the break, you know, it, when... We talk to people that we've never met before. We've never seen them. We we sometimes we kind of try to visualize what this person looks like, and then when we see that person in real life, we're like, "That ain't at all what I thought they would look like." Well, this is exactly what's going on with the crowd in Jesus. They had in their head who they thought the Messiah would look like, 
And Jesus just, he didn't at all look like what they thought that he would look like. And so they couldn't get past it. And Jesus, again, just like he did with the religious leaders, he's trying to explain to them that he is from heaven, that he is from God, that he is the Messiah. You have seen me work all these miracles, Jesus says, but yet you, you can't get past this stuff. And you're going to choose not to believe. It's, it's, it's terrible. Remember at the beginning of the chapter, John pointed out that it was time for the Passover celebration. And, I, and I, I made sure to point that out. And I said, remember this. It's time for the Passover celebration, which is fitting for Jesus to be focusing on bread. Well, Jesus is about to blow these people's minds again because he's going to tell them that they must eat his flesh and drink his blood to have eternal life. Listen to verse, this is kind of gross. See, remember I said, picture yourself as if you were in the crowd and you're listening to Jesus' teachings and you're seeing these miracles that he does. Well, listen to what Jesus says in verses 47 through 59. He says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. Yeah, yeah, you know, your ancestors did eat bread from uh, heaven. That manna, that, that, you know, Moses didn't give them that bread. My father gave them that bread. But you know what? Those people that had that manna, they, they all died. They all died. But the people who eat of the true bread, the bread that I'm going to give, the bread that my father gives, they'll never die. Because we're going to live with God forever, for eternity. That's what Jesus is saying here. And he says in verse 51, he says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. And he had already told them, all you got to do is believe. That's the only thing God requires. Just believe. All we want to work the works of God. That's what they said. And Jesus says, all you got to do is believe. And he's sitting there telling them again, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread which I will offer so the world may live is my flesh. Now this is where it gets weird, to these people anyway. We know what he's talking about because we can look back and see he's talking about the cross. And he's given his life on the cross. And he's telling them that anyone who eats, because he is the bread, the bread of life. And he says, you know, if you, if you eat my flesh, then you're going to live. That sounds gross. Well, this is what the, he says in verse 52. or the, the John says about the people. In verse 52, the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us flesh to eat? They asked. That sounds, it's pretty gross. That's what they're thinking. Again, they're thinking carnally. They're not thinking spiritually. They're looking at Jesus and saying, dude, we ain't about to eat your flesh. No, that ain't happening. That's what they were thinking. And so Jesus says again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and get this, and drink his blood. Can you imagine what those people are thinking? Here's Jesus sitting there telling them, you got to eat my flesh and you got to drink my blood. That's nasty. But Jesus says, unless you do that, you can't have eternal life within you. But Jesus says, anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person up at the last day. For my flesh is the true food, and my blood is the true drink. 
Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me. And I and him, that just sounds nasty. And you know these people are just shaking their heads like this guy has lost it. He is he needs to be in the funny farm and locked up forever. Telling us we got to eat his flesh and drink his blood if we want to have eternal life. And Jesus says in verse 57, I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna, but they'll live forever. Now here again, as nasty as it sounds, the people didn't understand what he's talking about. They thought that Jesus meant that they literally had to eat his flesh off his body. I mean, we're fixing to have a barbecue here, and, and, and it's not going to be a pig. Well, it wouldn't be a pig anyway because these were Jews. Um, but we're not going to roast the cow. We're going to roast Jesus. That's what they're thinking. we got to eat this guy's flesh. You know, how do you want it? You want it uh, medium well? You want it well done? Oh, we got to drink his blood too for a drink? No, that's just... That, but that's what they're... Th- I mean, as nasty as that sounds... That's what they're thinking. We got to eat this dude's flesh and drink this dude's blood if we want to have eternal life. We ain't doing it. And I, I'm sure as they're saying that he was, uh, this guy's a, a freak by this point. And there's no way that this guy's from God. Absolutely no way. But being Passover, and that was the key to this chapter with the crowd. It, it was the time for the Passover. And Jesus is referring to the He's looking ahead to the cross. That he's given his life on the cross. He's given his flesh up as God on the cross. Which wouldn't happen for some time down the road. But do you remember that night that, that Jesus, or the night before Jesus was betrayed? He was sitting with his disciples and he, he has a meal with them. It's the Passover meal. And he takes some bread and he says, Take, this is my body, take and eat it. And then he takes a cup of wine and he says, This is my blood, take, drink it. For this is my blood of the new covenant. And you can find all this in in all four Gospels. Matthew, Martin, Luke, and John. They all four cover it. We call it the Lord's Supper. And many churches take it every Sunday. And some take it like once a quarter. Even today. But Jesus told his disciples that he said, we're to, we're to take this to remember his death. Never forget what he'd done for us on the cross. And by the way, Matthew's version tells us that it was it was the time for the Passover. Now this is cool. It was the time for the Passover when Jesus was having a Passover meal with his disciples, when Judas betrayed him. Therefore, we know that Jesus was the perfect lamb, the lamb of God that John said who he says he is, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He was sacrificed. Jesus was sacrificed as the Passover lamb whose blood covers our sins and washes us clean. But that's a much deeper topic for another podcast. We're going to finish up with John chapter 6 right here. The people didn't get it. They just they, they couldn't understand. They, 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 they could not get past that this is Joseph's boy. They could not get past that there's Mary, his mom. There's his brothers. There's his sisters. We know him. We know his family. How can he be from God? He, he, he doesn't look like a king. 
He doesn't like a powerful guy. He, he, he dresses like an ordinary man. And now he's telling us that he's the true bread from heaven, that he's from God, and, and to, to, to have eternal life, we've got to eat his flesh and drink his blood. He's nuts. He's crazy. And they even said, John records it. He says, this is, a very, hard, this is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? And in John chapter 6, verse 66, it's, it, in my opinion, it's one of the saddest verses in the Bible. Because John says, at this point, many of his disciples, that's the crowd, they turned away and deserted Jesus. They walked away. They saw the miracles. They had God in the flesh standing right before their very eyes. They had conversations with Him. They ate the fish. They ate the bread. And they walked away in disbelief. They rejected eternal life that was offered straight from the mouth of God Himself. They could reach out and touch Jesus. They could hug Him. They could shake His hand. They can look him eyeball to eyeball. But they couldn't get past what they perceived that the Messiah should be. And they turned away and they left. They said, no, thank you. This guy's nuts. We don't want no part of this. And as the crowd is walking away, Jesus turns to his 12 that he has personally chose to follow him and to pour his life into for three years, three and a half years. And he looks at those 12 men and he says, you going to walk away too? Are you going to leave me too? And Peter says, Lord, where are we going to go? To whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. You see, these, these 12 men, they, they, they didn't get it, but they got it a little bit. Peter says exactly what the crowd should have said. Lord, where are we going to go? Why would we walk away? Because you have the words to eternal life. And Peter, it, it's just, Jesus tried to tell the crowd, all you have to do is believe. And they couldn't believe. And then he got so deep, it just blew their minds. And they said, nope, we don't want no part of this. Peter says, Lord, we believe. We do believe. We see the miracles. We're walking with you on a daily basis. We've given up our lives. We want eternal life. We believe. And we know that you are who you say you are. We know that you are the Holy One of God. Man, that crowd. Jesus says, all you got to do is believe in me. They couldn't do it. They walked away lost, still in their sin. And you know what? Here's how we're going to end John chapter 6. Jesus is asking you the same question. It's this simple, folks. Do you believe? Or are you going to walk away as well? You have to answer. And not to answer is an answer, by the way. Is Jesus the Lord of your life? Is He your Savior? 
Are you going to choose Jesus? Are you going to reject Jesus? Are you going to believe? Or are you going to walk away in disbelief? The choice is yours. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Grind It Podcast today. You can send any questions or comments to grinditpodcast at gmail.com. Please join us next time. And when a challenge comes your way, just my, grind it. Been grinding all my life. Sacrifice. Hustle paid the price. Want a slice. Got to roll the dice. That's why. All my life. I've been grinding all my life. Look. All my life.